Exologicast, from the first city to see human flight in America, I'm Simon the Cannibal. This is episode 4 of the Vexologicast, which will be an interview with my neighbor Raphael about the Puerto Rican flag. As always, you can visit vexillogicast.com, that is V-E-X-I-L-L-O-G-I-C-A-S-T dot com, for images of the flags covered in this episode. Discussion can be found on the subreddit r slash simonthecannibal. Before we jump into this episode, I have a few announcements and corrections. And by few, I mean six. One, in the German flag episode, I was less clear than I should have been. The Hanseatic League was not a player in the 1848 revolution. Rather, the flags it inspired were flags of some of the players in the revolution. Speaking of which, I should do an episode on Hamburg, Bremen, and Lübeck, and I also apologize for my pronunciation of the capital of Germany. I grew up a few miles from Berlin Center, uh, Ohio, and have been to Berlin, Germany, several times. Sometimes I merge pronunciations. Two, the dimensions of the U.S. flag were previously one yard of length per width of bunting, not two. Bunting hovered around 20 inches wide. Three, I came down a bit hard on the term Union Jack. It's generally accepted, and you should not feel bad using it. Four, speaking of the last episode, one of the four remaining countries using a British ensign has entered the final stages of removing it. Keep your eyes peeled, vexillophiles. Fiji might have a new flag by the end of the year. Also, a slight slip-up. India's first flag was a red ensign, uh, if that wasn't clear. Its current flag is a defaced horizontal tricolor. Five. Over the next few episodes, I'll be playing with format changes. I'm still trying to find my feet with this um, endeavor. For example, episode eight will be an introductory episode in case you wanted to introduce your friends and family to vexillology. Episode 10 will be the first episode to highlight flags of the states of the United States. Please, please, please feel free to suggest other episode ideas. Six. Finally, this episode will probably be a bit longer than the 15 minutes due to these announcements and keeping a coherent story in the interview. I hope you'll bear with me. Depending on how you feel about this episode, I might do a second interview episode soon, possibly next week. With no further ado, I give you my interview with Raphael. My name is Rafael Alvarez. I am a Puerto Rican. I was born in uh, Carolina, Puerto Rico, uh, right. very close to the metro area of San Juan. I was raised in Camden, New Jersey, and I've always been very fascinated by the Puerto Rican flag uh, because not just you know because of the Puerto Rican parade and, and and the senseless waving of the flag, but because there's always meaning behind these symbols and there's very politically charged ties to the flag and the more i delved into learning about the puerto rican flag the more i thought that it was a coded message the more i saw that um it's a co-opted flag i I saw all these narratives going on around what what is this what is this very prominent flag what what is this you know simple yet complex story around a tricolor flag uh, with stars and stripes that is actually anti-imperialist, anti-colonial, yet is related to the United States. So how do we talk about the liberty and the freedom that is captured by U.S. values, but then is also used totally against the United States because the Puerto Rican flag, in many ways, was 
a cry against the Spanish crown, mm-hmm. but then it immediately transferred to a fight for freedom against the United States because Puerto Ricans felt that they should be free. And they used the Puerto Rican flag as their banner. And there are two versions. We'll, we, we'll discuss those. I was going to say, this is how I found out that you enjoyed vexillography and vexillology. Um, the coloration of the Puerto Rican flag, which I feel we can just jump right into. Why not? Absolutely. So the Puerto Rican flag, first and foremost, there was a revolutionary flag. The revolutionary flag of Puerto Rico looks nothing like, besides the colors, looks nothing like the current Puerto Rican flag with the five stripes and triangle. That is something that came out of a later movement, which was more based in the the latter part of the Spanish occupation of Puerto Rico, and then goes into the 20th century with the American occupation. Mm -hmm. The revolutionary flag of Puerto Rico, which many people do not know, they confuse for the Dominican flag, um, was a... uh, for it, it was very similar to the Dominican flag. So it's a, a it's a, so a very large white cross mm-hmm. that divides four quadrants. The two top quadrants are sky blue. The two bottom quadrants are a very bright red, and the upper quadrant next to the hoist has a singular star. Okay. All right. So that is the revolutionary Puerto Rican flag, which was modeled after the flag of the Dominican Republic. Because the Dominican Republic obtained was one of the first colonies to obtain its independence from Spain. So, side note, sidebar, Haiti, <laughs> Haiti obtained its independence from France mm-hmm. and took the entire island of Hispaniola with it. The Dominican Republic, being more of the Spanish side, then got its independence from Haiti. Right. This inspired Puerto Ricans being more of Spanish descent, also mixed race, African, and Taino influence. Let's put that in there. Um, And this influenced them to say, well, we deserve our independent nation. This was born out of a movement in 1868 Mm -hmm. um, by the leader of the nationalist movement and really the father of the nationalist movement, Ramon Emeterio Betances. Um, He was the founder of that movement uh, and it was very much based in the western side of Puerto Rico, which which was farther from the reaches of the colonial powers that be, which were based in Ponce on the southern side and San Juan in the northeast side. So this western side had its own identity. Right. Uh, and so did the rest of the island, but they really did grasp onto it. And in 1868, they were sick of the Spanish. They said... We, we're not going to be, you know, governed. And very much like the American Revolution. This, I mean, you right. know, very much so. They were very inspired by the American Revolution, about anti-colonialism, about we, we are a, a distinct people. We have been here for generations longer than the U.S., might I add, since 1492. <laughs> um, and since 1492 until 1868, there was... I mean, that's 400 and something years, or almost 400 years, right? My math is awful right now. But no worries. No worries, right? So, almost 400 years at that point of an identity being built around an island. Right. So, at that point, they really were ready as a nationalist movement to move forward. And the woman who made the first Puerto Rican flag, her name was uh, Mariana Bracetti. 
Mariana Brissetti. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a school actually in this neighborhood named after her. Oh, very interesting. Yes, yes. Although, unfortunately, the teachers and the students <laughs> and the faculty may not know this. Um, but this woman sold this first revolutionary flag, and it was used as the banner in the Grito de Lares. The Cry of Lares. The Cry of Lares was the first rebellion on the island of Puerto Rico against the Spanish government. Okay. Where they proclaimed the president, a vice president, and a you know colonial stru- uh, nationalist structure. I'm sorry. They proclaimed the nationalist structure, which then they took over several towns, including Lares. Mm-hmm. And the rebellion lasted several days, and then the Spanish army quelled it. But they were never able to quell the actual hunger for that nationalist pride that existed fast forward i was gonna say so this is a a podcast about flags and i i should push you more towards the the design of the flag and what the design means not to get you away from the history i I don't mean to get you away from the history absolutely so we fast forward to um about 1892 1892 a group of exiles exiles from Puerto Rico in New York City mm-hmm. they met at, and these were exiles of Puerto Rico of Cuba and of Spain they met in Manhattan it was called the Chimney Chimney Hall Tavern a place, okay. a place that may not, no longer exist I there is no interest for the United States to have any historical marker because these people did not like the United States or Spain. Um, So these folks met and the first flag to be developed was the Cuban flag. The Cuban flag was developed and the ideals behind it were that they really did honor the, the sentiment of democracy and they felt that the United States at its infancy really captured that. And the red, white, and blue theme was really important. It was really important because they thought that that the birth of the United States was an anti-colonial, anti-establishment. It was about people. It was about freedom. And they wanted to capture that in their new flag. So the Cuban flag was created. The triangle uh, meant a, a, democ- a democratic government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I don't know totally what the Cuban flag's um, stripes and uh, stars mean because obviously I'm focusing on the Puerto Rican flag. That's fair. So their flag was designed and shortly after that, yes. And um, might I add in just as a uh, a throwback to our previous episode, uh, the Cuban flag, the the first versions of it came out in 1848, which we covered in the German flags as a period of revolution in Europe. Um, This is a, a couple years after that we're getting into the design of the Puerto Rican flag but the Cuban flag does go back to this uh, pan-Europa revolutionary period. Now, is that the tri, uh, the triangle? It is. It okay. Is. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. That was the, the, just the, the very, the infancy of it. Okay. You know. Okay. No, so, I mean, so basically, uh, this movement obviously was going on, and these were exiles. Uh, they met in this, in this tavern, and, you know, basically... Uh, I think his name was Dr. Um, Rafael Besosa. Uh, his daughter and him came up with saying, well, we are very much like Cubans. Puerto Ricans ethnically, culturally, more so than any other colony of Spain, are very much alike. 
we are we are brothers. We are brothers and sisters. And they said we we're gonna adopt the flag, which inverts these colors, but also says that we're in unity with each other. We cannot be separated from each other in any way because everything about us is so similar. Right, right. And it was also a socialist movement. Absolutely. It was a which... socialist movement um, because, you know, we had multinational corporations. And this was like the middle and kind of like going into this Gilded Age of, you know, very conglomerate, very much about the United States colonizing the rest of the world and also Europe and they weren't going to stand for that they were not and they felt that our communities in Puerto Rico and Cuba they they were ready for government that really responded to people government that was really um, a shared responsibility and they weren't getting that from their colonial powers right so let's go to the design of the flag the design of the flag the revolutionary design of the flag talk about a sky blue triangle the triangle on the puerto rican flag originally was designed in sky blue i will emphasize this <laughs> my detractors will say that the navy blue is the puerto rican flag now historians and i mean scholars and people that really know about flags will know that the puerto rican flag the triangle was sky blue the triangle at the hoist was always sky blue and it represented the skies above puerto rico and the beautiful shining seas below puerto rico and the star represented the island an island in a sea of liberty all right all right so this is this is where things kind of get a little bit crazy and i want to talk about the blue because the blue is like the, the this, blue is how you hooked me sir the yeah, blue is how yeah, you hooked the blue me. is where all the goes awry pardon the cursing <laughs> that's all right so we have the the basic the basic design we have you know the, the triangle means the three branches of a government that they felt that it was really appropriate the checks and balances that the united states put in place you know about you know the executive branch legislative and judicial branches being in balance with each other uh the star representing the island the shining star of the caribbean puerto rico is also known as the shining star of the caribbean it's the rich port the three red stripes are the blood of the warriors mm -hmm. the blood of people that fought to liberate puerto rico the white stripes represent liberty and justice pure ideals very much like the United States, right? Absolutely, I mean, absolutely. It's, absolutely. It's, not, it's not like we're fighting each other, but, you know, when you're talking about the United States coming in 1898 to colonize, it's, like, it's kind of fucked up. Right. Just saying. Anyway, so, the blue. The, when the flag was created in New York in 1892, the flag was revolutionary. It was not about, you know, it, there was a sense of pride, but the Puerto Rican people were very afraid because it was a, a symbol of revolution. So, from 1892 all the way till eight, 1952, the flag was not accepted. The, all right. It was very much a left wing, very liberal, like, you know, it, there was a lot of people who rallied around it because it was a sense of pride, there was nationalism there. But it was that sky blue flag that meant that you did not want to be a colony. It meant that you didn't trust a colonizer mm -hmm. and even whistling 
the national anthem of Puerto Rico, which was based off an old Spanish song. Even whistling that song around a U.S. soldier was a sign of treason. So, you know, showing the, showing the flag, I mean, all, and this is the U.S. government. The U.S. government had control, total control, state military control over Puerto Rico until 1852, where a democratic, the first democratically elected governor. 18 or 1952? 1952, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was talking about 1800s for the last 20 minutes or so. And I, That's I got all right. Out. So in 1952, the government of Puerto Rico adopted its own constitution. And this constitution was the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, which is a status that politically is still a colony. Now, on the other side, it's still sovereign in aspects. So, it is still, excuse me, under the jurisdiction of the United States of America. The president, the Congress, are still above any laws in Puerto Rico. In 1852, when all of this happened, the government, led by Luis, Luis Muñoz Marín, mm -hmm. who was the first democratically elected governor of Puerto Rico, they said, well, the nationalists are really strong. The nationalist movement in Puerto Rico, led by the Puerto Rican flag with the sky blue triangle, they're very strong, and we need to figure out a way to meet them in the middle. Mm -hmm. Luis Muñoz Marín is not a friend of the nationalists. He sold out a lot of things in order to get what he quote-unquote could for the Puerto Rican people. So one of those being, we said that we would adopt the Puerto Rican flag with the triangle, but we would not adopt the sky blue. Right. We would not adopt the sky blue. We will have the blue be a navy blue to match the United States. That is a very big insult to the nationalist movement, which was like, no, the whole reason why we had a flag was to not be a colony. Right. Now we're a colony, you're endorsing our flag? You're taking our flag. You're taking our flag and you're turning it, turning it into something that's not. And for many years, until 1995, the flag of Puerto Rico, the official flag, was red, white, and navy blue. Same motif, red, white, and navy blue. In 1995, the legislature of Puerto Rico passed an act that said, no, we're going to change that, and we're going to make it a royal blue as a consensus. Oh, man. So, we're not going to make it sky blue. We're not going to make it navy blue. We're going to make it royal blue. The royal, like, recycling bin blue. As part of that, they kind of left a clause that allowed sky blue to kind of not be unofficial. Right. So, this sky blue stuff kind of, you know, the, the original flag was still okay. It wasn't the official per se, but it also wasn't unofficial. So this opened the door for a movement in Puerto Rico that started to say, well, I mean, why sky blue, red and white actually looks much nicer than royal blue. And so over, I would say, the past 15 years in Puerto Rico, there's been a large movement of people to reinstate the sky blue as the original flag. It's aesthetically pleasing, but it also honors the original flag of Puerto Rico that many people died for even flying. When I found out that story with this whole narrative that I've just told you, it was very, very compelling 
to say, well, f*** navy blue flags made in China. <laughs> right. Um, and the royal blue flag, a compromise on your ideals is not cool. Alright, I hope you've enjoyed this interview with Raphael. There might be more on the way, so please let me know if you enjoyed it, if you didn't enjoy it, that sort of thing. Until next time, best wishes from the Vexillogicast. Thank you.